welcome to Waste Not and Feed the Need, the podcast of Loaves and Fishes Family Kitchen. My name is Lauren Capitello, and I'm the program advocacy lead here at Loaves and Fishes. Hi there, my name is David Hot, the hippie with short hair. At present, the director of programs here at Loaves and Fishes. This is the place that we get to have conversations about food recovery, community building, communication, collaboration, and just regular conversations with the people that help to support the activities that we're all doing to help feed the need here in California and beyond. Thank you for joining us today. In episode 20, we had the opportunity to speak with Stephanie De La Hose and Jackie Godleski from Move for Hunger. And Move for Hunger is an incredible organization doing food recovery all across the country. And they've really helped to support our own mission here at Loaves and Fishes uh, by graciously donating over 26,000 pounds of food that we've actually then used in, our, in the cooking and preparation of our own meals um, that were then distributed to the community um, throughout San Mateo and Santa Clara counties. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to check the bio of this episode for more information about Stephanie and Jackie, and of course, more information about Move for Hunger. Welcome to Waste Not and Feed the Need, the podcast with Lowe's and Fish's Family Kitchen. Uh, my name is Lauren Papatello, and I am one of the co-hosts, and I am here today with my co-host, David Hot. Hi, David. Good morning! <laughs> I guess it's morning, depending upon when you're listening to this. So for me, it's morning. Um, and this, I just want to just call out, this is Lauren's maiden voyage on her <laughs> leadership in the podcast world. So I just want to make everybody aware that this is a wonderful, wonderful time for our organization and she's kicking ass. So thank you. <laughs> Good morning, all. Thanks, David. Thanks for the shout out. Um, all right, cool. So today we have not one, but we have two special guests today um, from a really awesome organization called Move for Hunger. Um, today we have Jackie Godleski, um, program, oh, I'm sorry, uh, let's see, Program Manager of Fresh Food, and then we have Stephanie De La Hose, uh, Director of Programming. Welcome, Jackie and Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited. David, All right. David just dropped a bomb on us, letting us know that we get to be on your maiden voyage with you, Lauren. We're excited. I know, even more exciting. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I know. It's going to be a good call. I can already tell. So uh, we're... <laughs> We're super excited to have you both here today. Um, I know I, I gave you know a very brief intro, but how about we sort of start with uh, you both introducing yourselves, and then you know tell us more about the history of Move for Hunger and what Move for Hunger does. Sure. So I'll start. Um, I'm Stephanie Delos. I'm currently our director of programming here at Move for Hunger. I've been here for about a year so far. I come from a nonprofit background, uh, really grew a heart for hunger relief. Uh, previously, I was a Peace Corps volunteer and a teacher, uh, and I've been loving my time here at Move for Hunger. Jackie, would you like to do a quick intro? Sure. So I'm Jackie Godleski, uh, the Fresh Food Program Manager for Move for Hunger. Been with the organization for about a year and a half now. Um excited to be calling you from Texas and Stephanie's in Florida. So we're a virtual organization. Um, so I, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Stephanie, you want to give them a little bit of the history? 
Sure. I will get started with the history of Move for Hunger. So yes, I'm actually the only team member currently in Florida and Jackie's the only one in Texas. So I'll say good afternoon. I know we already had the good morning uh, greeting, but I'll start with good afternoon. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Move for Hunger. So we started as a nonprofit uh, in 2009. So we are a 501c3. We currently work in the US and Canada. Uh, but we started 14 years ago with our founder, Adam Lowy, who is a fourth generation of a family that owns a moving company, Lowy's Moving Services. And of course, he spent time helping his family out, working at the family business. And he realized that throughout his experience, people throw away a lot of stuff. And particularly, people throw away a lot of food when they move, um, food that is still good, food that can still be consumed. And so one day he just started asking people, hey, would you like to donate your food when you move? We'll take it to the food bank for you. Uh, luckily, where they're located, there's a, a few really great food banks nearby. And within the first month, they were able to collect a couple hundred pounds of food. Uh, so his wheels started turning, of course, and thinking of where could this go? So uh, if other moving companies could get involved in this, what if we got the whole moving industry involved in this and created a movement to get people just to make this part of their daily operations where they can ask their uh, clients, would you like to donate your food when you move and offer it as an additional service? So that's kind of how Move for Hunger was born. Um, and again, that started uh, in 2009. And so starting from that one family owned moving company, we've grown a ton. So now we have currently over 1100 moving companies across the US and Canada who are committed to helping us move food. Um, and so we do that in a few different ways. And mainly through Donate Your Food When You Move, we also have a lot of great groups that support us that do food drives. Um, and then through the pandemic, we realized that there were some other needs and other changes. And that's kind of how Jackie's program was born. Jackie, would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, it had always been on the heart of Move for Hunger, try and figure out how to tackle the fresh uh, side of things. You know, historically, for since our inception, we've been focused on the non-perishables because they're easy to move and store. But when COVID came along, uh, we realized it was our opportunity with all the um, attend national attention that farms were getting about the food waste going on in the farms. And we thought, you know, this is a good opportunity for us to kind of crack this nut. So we started reaching out to um, different agencies, uh, you know, that were involved with hunger relief and asking what is standing in the way of you getting more of that fresh food that's going to waste um, in the landfills? How can we help you to intercept that and get it to the people who need it? And we identified the, you know, the two, uh, two key challenges were tr transportation and access to cold storage to preserve the food. And so um, for the past year and a half, we've been trying to solve those challenges with a lot of different agencies around the country. And we've got a great um, resource at our disposal with movers all across the country who are passionate about this as well. But we also recognize with fresh food, we need to be quick to act because uh, fresh food's not going to last very long. Um, and we needed to have access to uh, cold storage transportation. So um, we're definitely leveraging our movers in this initiative, but we're also reaching beyond uh, those parameters and looking for additional organizations, uh, trucking companies that we can partner with to rescue and move this food. 
So um, we've done a, we've considered ourselves in pilot mode. We're trying a lot of different fun things. Um, we have partnered with some agencies in um, Rhode Island, uh, some fisheries where we put a large cold storage container in a local site where they're storing up to 200,000 pounds of fresh fish per year for distribution to local agencies who can use that fish. Uh, we've partnered with some different farms around the country, providing them with cold storage during the harvest season so that they don't have to leave the fields early to go get the food donated to their local food bank. They can work longer in the fields and collect more food and also um, provide cold storage in more remote farm locations where they can store up some of the second market product um, and the um, stuff that isn't going to pass inspection by the grocery stores. They, that's still really viable food. So they can save that up in a cold storage container during harvest season when there's enough food stored up now we can reach out to one um, of the local food banks or contract uh, somebody to come pick up a tractor trailer load of food and bring it to a local food bank. So there's a lot of different fun things that we're trying out. Um, we are um, we are working closely with some uh, large uh, LTL companies and working with them to help us get last minute food picked up, doing a lot of tractor trailer loads of food. Um, so we're just having a good time finding food and getting it to the people who need it. You know, that's awesome. And thank you both for that introduction and some background about what you've done, the valuable work that you've done. And it also provides for me some comfort that even though one minute, one of us is in Florida, a few of us are in San Jose, one of us is in Texas. This is a community effort to help to support the effort that we all put our lives and time into. And I think that's so wonderful. And and I met you, Jackie, through a mutual connection that I believe, I have a belief, and I believe that things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that we're all working towards trying to help to support uh, those we serve, right? And I and and why waste the food? Like, you know, we, we just, how we met was a 24,000 pound donation that you come mm -hmm. this with, that now mm -hmm. is part of not only the Santa Clara County and San Mateo County at large offering we can provide, it also is helping to support Alameda County in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm -hmm. So that 24,000 pound donation that would have otherwise gone into the landfill is now gonna become cells and people throughout San Francisco Bay Area, which yeah. to me, that's awesome. It's not turning into methane. It's not going into the ground. We're going to use it to prepare meals, to create these wonderful dishes. And then there are other agency partners that get to use it. We shared it along. You know, I don't want to call them out. However, sometimes I can't. I won't do it this time. Daily Bowl in Alameda <laughs> County, who set us up to, to spread the wealth, Right. Mm -hmm. Patty mm -hmm. at Daily Bowl is a wonderful collaborative partner that helps us out. And so I love that we are all willing to share our experiences. And as <laughs> momentum occurs, that people get excited. And that's what it sounds like as part of your story. Like yeah. you have the yeah. logistics part. You you know you're movers for God's sakes. Yeah. And yeah. you're movers. Like right. uh, duh. 
However, the, the reality is sometimes it just takes people like yourselves and the energy within your organization to get started and to do something about it. And it sounds like your founder really had something going. So if you could share more about, you know, why do you do this? Why is it, Jackie, that you get up and, and want to be involved in this effort, if I may ask? Uh, that's a good question, David. I hadn't really contemplated that one. Um, but, uh, I, I can't you know, help myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love what I do. Logistics, honestly, is new to me. Um, and that's really what this job is all about is logistics and relationships. Um, I, I was gifted. Sales is my background. So I'm used to getting on the phone and talking to people and figuring out what makes them tick. Um, I love that Every day, this job involves talking to people who are very passionate about what they do and are really work, working towards the greater good. I mean, what better reason to wake up and get in front of a computer and, and talk to people than, you know, yeah. just. And the thing that inspires me is the opportunity that we have here. It is staggering to me how much food is going to waste in this country. And if we would just apply a little bit of ingenuity, and some teamwork and just make the right contacts to pull all the pieces together, we can get that food moved, uh, you know, to the folks that need it. And, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, uh, alluded a little bit to the, you know, the impact of that food going to the landfills. That's a big deal um, when that food does end up going into the landfills. And the farmers don't want their food going into the landfill. I mean, they're growing that food to feed the people. So they're passionate about the food getting to the people. The movers are passionate about it. One of the things I love about the this, you know, the mover program is that they're keeping the food local, just like you said. I mean, this food is just staying real local within their community and they get passionate about it because they see the impact that they're making right there in their own community. And it's easy. We've made it easy for them to understand how they can make capturing that food a normal part of their daily operation as they're moving people out of their homes, just giving them some stickers that they can put on a box that says move for hunger. And so when those families are packing up all their stuff, they just throw their food in a box, slap a sticker on it. And the mover knows when they come pick up the stuff at that box is heading back to their office until they have enough food stored up to take it to their, um, their local food bank. And then um, the other thing that we did that I love that was probably about six years ago, we started reaching out to the multifamily housing industry because we realized, mm -hmm. hey, they have the same opportunity to capture food from their tenants who are moving out of their uh, apartments. And so now we've got thousands and thousands of apartment complexes across the country who are also rescuing food from their tenants. They save it up at their office when they have enough food saved up. They call us, we call one of the local movers in their area to go over, pick up the food and then take it to the local food bank. So it creates a great network for them. Um, you know, and it's for me, it's just a reminder that in this initiative, it truly takes a village to yeah. get this done. Yeah. And it takes collaboration from a whole lot of different folks. I mean, there was collaboration with you guys trying to get that, you know, get that food to you. Um, you know, the fresh, those frozen vegetables. So, you know, it just takes collaboration from a whole lot of folks. And that, I guess that's the long answer to your quick question. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I have a tendency. I have a tendency to ask uh, questions that seem short. However, they can be expanded on, and, yeah. and I, you know, it, it's just part of my way. And and thank you so much for your mindful answer. Yes, yeah. so true, and I so agree with that. And Stephanie, may I pose the same question to you? Why do you Why do you do what you do? Sure. So um, I had a few more minutes while Jackie was talking to think about this existential <laughs> question. Um, but I actually hadn't thought about it in a while. But I think, you know, I, I wish just go back to my childhood. And I come from an immigrant family. We're originally from the Philippines. And I think just the way my parents raised me, we really did not waste a lot of food in our home. And I was always aware that there were a lot of other people who didn't have as much as we had. You know, every couple of months we were sending clothes back to the Philippines. We were sending housing goods back to the Philippines, whatever we didn't you know, wear anymore or need anymore. Um, so there was this constant awareness that there was uh, a responsibility to give back to people who didn't have as much. And I think that really stuck with me my whole time growing up. I was really involved in volunteering. I've been a lifelong volunteer in different capacities, whether it's through church, through Girl Scouts, through you know high school clubs, whatever it is. Um, and so that's just always been a huge part to drive me to look for ways of how can we help others. And uh, when I graduated high school, I really wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to get into education and I did. I started teaching for a few years. I started teaching high school students and I was always really uh, what's the word? I was always looking for ways to, to help them get involved in the community and kind of find passions that they were interested in and uh, causes to give back to. And so through that journey, um, I taught high school for a few years and then um, I joined the Peace Corps and it was something that I had always wanted to do. So I joined the Peace Corps and I served in Colombia for about two and a half years uh, working in the public school system there. And I realized through my time there that no matter how amazing the teachers are or how strong the curriculum is or how great the resources are or materials are, um, if the kids are hungry, it's really hard to teach them and it's really hard for them to learn. And so during my time in the Peace Corps, I realized when I came back to the States, I really wanted to pivot my career and focus more on nonprofit work. And so when I came back, I was able to find a job at another nonprofit that was also working in the hunger relief space. Um, and then just learning, you know, all the stats and the state of hunger in the U.S. and around the world, um, which are just staggering. Uh, I, I really grew a heart for hunger relief, and I knew it was something that I really wanted to devote most of my career to. Uh, and so that's really what led me here to move for hunger. I was really inspired by the mission. Um, also, kind of, I, I think that we're really unique in that we get to kind of connect the the two causes of reducing food waste and also feeding the hungry. I think there's a lot of amazing organizations out there that just focus on one or the other, which we need everybody that's involved uh, in this work. But I think that's something really unique to Move for Hunger is that we're able to kind of connect these two issues of reducing food waste and also eliminating hunger or fighting hunger. Um, and then going back to what Jackie said, I'm just really inspired about being able to engage different industries and different people that otherwise may not be thinking about hunger or may not be involved in this type of work of, um, of feeding people and just volunteering their time. Because I think we've realized in this nonprofit space in this, uh, you know, food relief or hunger relief space that it takes all of us. And even if we only have a tiny bit to give, if we all do it together, we can come up with these 24,000 pounds of food to divide among people who really need it. Um, and so to me, that's just been something truly special is, is seeing how we can engage different moving companies, different apartment communities um, who normally would probably just, 
be going about business as normal, but we're giving them these opportunities to give back and find ways to reduce food waste and also feed uh, the food insecure in their local communities. Right on. So Wow. Thank you. You know, I always say this on my podcast, and then Lauren, I'll stop being a podcast hog. Um, <laughs> we, I always say this, everyone and everybody waits for it, at least I hope so. At least that's what I convinced myself of. I'm a hippie with short hair. And I believe that if enough individuals who have a spirit to try to be support supportive and helpful, and they want to be of service, I think somehow, some way it just works out that we all show up in the same granola room, right? Mm-hmm. And we end up, we end up uh, I think, I think for me, being led by our hearts to help to support those who, who have a need. And it's so cool that both of you found your home, uh, move for hunger, right? I mean, and, and it's, it's, I found my home at, at Loaves and Fishes. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it's just a wonderful energy that I hear in both of your spirits that, to your point, it does take a village and it takes us all to work towards the same goal. And and I think it's, I'm, I just feel grateful and fortunate that I got to meet you, Jackie. Well, thank you, David. I feel the same way. Yeah, and, and I'll add to, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, I had the opportunity to work with seniors um, in you know later part of my career uh, through Meals on Wheels. And I got to see firsthand the impact that getting one healthy, nutritious meal had on the health of an individual. And I witnessed firsthand people who, when they first got on our program, were in wheelchairs. And because we were able to turn around their nutritional situation, started walking. And that was very impactful for me. So from a fresh standpoint, that is that really is where my motivation lays in knowing that we can't function at our best unless we're getting the nutrition that is available to us from the ground. And um, I, I know for myself, too, food impacts how I feel and how I function and operate. And everybody has an you know, has a right to some good, healthy, nutritious food and I love that this gives us such a great venue for being able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I know David said this and I'll say it as well. I, I'm so thankful and grateful that you both, you know, have shared your stories and, you know, um, I, I'm just really happy to have you both on this call today. Um, so thank you. I just want to say that. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. I I know, you know, one question that comes to mind for me as well is, um, you know, as an organization, you know, what what are you both looking forward to this year in 2023? Um, As you know, as yeah, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Well, since my mic is on and Stephanie's isn't, I'll take that one. Um, so what I'm looking for, forward to is you know, we had some goals for 2022 um, in this pilot program for the fresh, uh, you know, just really not having any idea how successful we'd be in the first year of going after this food. And we more than doubled our goal. Um, we rescued about 1.6 million pounds. Um, in the first year. 
And um, I'm excited that we are doubling the size of my department because we're adding another person <laughs> on, um, next week. So we've got some some phenomenal growth going on in the department right now. Um, but I'm just really excited about all the opportunity that is out there um, that we'll be able to tackle. Um, I heard a statistic on Friday that totally blew me away. This was based on a woman that was doing, uh, she's getting her doctorate and she just did a thesis in North Carolina on the food excess at farms. And her study uh, indicates that on an annual basis, 600 million pounds of food in North Carolina alone never leave the fields and get plowed back in. I mean, that is just, to me, that's just a staggering number. You're talking about one, one state, 600 million pounds. And so that gets me really jazzed. I mean, I hate that it's happening, but I'm really excited about the opportunity to figure out how, you know, how are we going to go after that food and get it and get it to the people that need it? Um, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my, I mean, my really. It's the methane. And yeah. the methane mm -hmm. is the worst contributor to the ozone. And we're talking about climate change here, everyone. And I know that some feel yeah. worse. However, it's real. The earth is warming. Like, come on. Like, keep it out of the ground. Give it to us. We'll go feed people, right? Absolutely. And there's so many people who are hungry. Exactly. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I was just going to kind of piggyback on what Jackie said. I feel like this is a big year for growth for Move for Hunger. I know every organization you know, hopes that that happens year after year, but I think we're going to see growth happen at a much quicker rate this year. Um, we really reviewed our priorities and what we wanted to see as a board, as a leadership team, as an organization, and figure out what that looks like. So uh, like Jackie mentioned, we're really excited. We've added another team member for her because she's done an amazing job growing this fresh food program. So we're excited to see that grow. We've also started um, this year kind of a parallel program to rescue non-perishable food in bulk, um, which we really didn't have anyone paying attention to it specifically in the past. We would have requests come in from different companies that we work with to say, hey, we have you know this many pallets of canned goods that we can't use or we can't sell. Can you help us move it? And of course we would always help, uh, but we didn't have anyone specifically in charge of looking for those opportunities. So we do now. Um, and so we're excited to see that program grow as well. And just all of our programs overall, our multifamily program is growing a ton. Um, all of those apartment communities are becoming really engaged in not only donating food when people move, but also hosting food drives throughout the year. Um, we've added a special events team that also does different types of activities, um, engaging people at conferences or employee engagement type CSR activities that they can do uh, where they can also donate food that will go to their local food bank as well. Um, and then our mover network is just continuing to grow. We have an amazing uh, network manager who oversees all of our transportation partners and uh, focuses on recruiting new movers and just keeping them engaged. And she's done an amazing job too. We've seen the engagement numbers uh, increase this past year and we know that they're gonna continue going up. So I think overall the, the feeling and the spirit at Move for Hunger is really good right now. And we're seeing that uh, the things that we've kind of tried out this past year or so are going really well. And we're just all excited to see where they're gonna go and how much we can grow over the next 12 months. Right on. 
I I just as I listen and as I feel the energy within the effort that all of us are involved in, the points and statistics that we discuss are so we know them. We understand this work. We understand the importance of the work that we're doing. The question I have next for both of you is what can we do to help you do what you do? How can people get a, get a hold of you? How can they get involved in your effort? What can they do to be helpful in your efforts? Yeah, so there are definitely many ways. I know that there are lots of different people who listen to this podcast coming from different um, spaces and different you know companies, different groups that they work with. Uh, one, since I, I mean, I know that both of you are involved in food banks and food, food pantries, um, just really reminding people that we're here as a free resource. Uh, we love to help schedule transportation and provide those logistics and that support for any type of um, transport where there is food being donated. If you have, if you're having a hard time um, securing transportation, uh, we're here. We're a free resource, and we try to just keep that on top of people's minds because we know that that is a challenge that people face, whether it is perishable or non-perishable food. Um, we would love to help. So if you are working at a food bank or a food pantry, if you have some food coming in and you're not exactly sure how you can get it, maybe there's a grocery store or a farm close by that says, hey, we would love to donate this food, and you just don't have a way to get it to you, please contact us. We would love to help you with that. Um we are happy to share our contact information if there's a way to save it along with this podcast. Um, but our our email addresses are pretty simple. I'm Stephanie at moveforhunger.org and Jackie's Jackie at moveforhunger.org. So pretty, uh, pretty, easy, pretty easy to remember. And then, of course, on the website as well. But there's also other ways if you're not involved or if you don't work at a food bank or a food pantry, there are a ton of other ways to get involved. Um there's always food drives that you can do if you're planning a special event or you're looking for uh, employee engagement opportunities for your company or your group. Um, we also have a lot of other fun activities that we do as well to educate people, um, fundraise and just raise awareness. So we have uh, both virtual and in-person activities that we can do. We do really fun trivias. Um, we do something called a snap challenge, which is really interesting where uh, we go through an exercise of what the current SNAP program looks like. And if you're not familiar with SNAP, it's formerly known as food stamps. So a family that receives food stamps, how much does that look like? What would your um, grocery list look like if you were living off of this? What meals could you put together? Um, and we kind of walk through this exercise together, which is really eye-opening for many people. Um, so we have a lot of really fun activities that we do both virtually and in person. If you're happening to plan a conference or an in-person activity and you're looking for something to do, uh, one of my favorites is the architecture. So it's where we have um, canned goods that people build structures out of. And of course, there's judges and we pick a winner. And then all that food is donated to your local food bank or food pantry. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Of course, it's all of our events are have some type of educational component as well. Um, and so that's something else that we can offer you to get involved and educate, educate yourself along with providing donations for your local community. Um, yeah, I think that's that's many ways. Jackie, what did I miss? Well, I'm my favorite event is the truck pulls. Oh, yes, we have truck pulls, too. Yes. So we'll <laughs> put teams, uh, pit teams against each other and literally pull a large moving truck across the parking lot. And it becomes oh, a big oh event. 
It's so much fun. So, you know, we, we turn that into a food drive, a fundraiser, and just a great way for some different teams of whatever kind to come together and um, compete. So those are a lot of fun, too. Um, but, and then, uh, yeah, if there's any folks that are connected with the transportation industry um, and want to get more involved in helping to move more food for hunger relief, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you, love to partner with you in any way that we could. We're moving food all around the country. Um, we try to keep it fairly local and regional, um, uh, but there's just, there's a lot of opportunity out there and we need help. Like I said, it takes a village. Um, our website is uh, moveforhunger.org and um, the four is spelled out, F-O-R. Um, and we've got a lot of great resources out there, uh, a lot of good educational material and some good summaries of all the different things that we're involved in to try and capture more of this food. Fight hunger and food waste. Right on. Right. That's, awesome. my, well, that's one of my favorite phrases, right on. Right on with you, right on. <laughs> you know, I know Lauren mentioned that in the, in the, uh, the posting, we'll supply, of course, your contact information and then the links that you mentioned and um, I know that to those listeners that are out there that this ignites some passion and or, uh, hey, can I get involved? Know that um, it's something you can go ahead and do. It's not going to hurt my feeling. I only have one. Um, I think that the more individuals that are available to just be candid about the fact that it does take a village and it's mm -hmm. not a competition. We're not competing to yeah. try to be the best at what we do. We're competing to try to be the best that are what we refer to as our guests need from us to help supply the much needed nutrition that we're able to, to bring to them. And, and so it's, it's, it's cool that we get to collaborate. It's cool that the spirit of the community and the spirit of the village is something that we've discussed. I really appreciate that. That really makes me feel good. And, and it's not a problem that's going to be solved overnight. And I'm no expert. I'm just a guy working at Loaves and Fishes that's a hippie with short hair trying to get some more people together to connect and do the similar work together. Like, let's just be real here. We're not all perfect at this. Like, we're making mistakes and we're learning from them. And, you know, I think the more that we're willing to just be candid and open about what we're trying to accomplish, I think the more it gets accomplished. And so, anywho, that's, yeah. that's my, like, I'm a deep... I'm a deep dude from California, surfer who just loves to be out in the woods. I'm a backpacker who goes off on Yosemite and gets lost for a couple of weeks. Fortunately, my wife is also what we call a dirt bag. That's a term of endearment in the backpacker world. Um, we get to go out into the backcountry and, and then recharge and then come back and do the work that we do. Um, both yes. and I are in the helping field. And I just love being involved in this. So, Lauren, I'm sorry. I hope you don't put me on restriction for all the time that I talked. <laughs> Any other follow-up calls or follow-up conversation to this, Lauren, that you wanted well, to add? Well, I, I just wanted to open it back up to, to you both. Is any closing thoughts or, or anything else that you want to mention? You know, one thing that came to mind as David was talking, you know, from an individual standpoint, I think one of the things that often gets overlooked when it comes to food waste is that the largest source of food waste actually comes from our homes. Yeah. And so 
we can all take an immediate responsibility and just being more careful about how we're buying the food and how we're using it and, you know, making sure that it's not just ending up in the garbage and going to a landfill. There's a lot of other ways that we can, um, you know, recycle that back into the, um, you know, into the gardens or share with neighbors, you know, if you bought too much. Um, my mom just brought over some mushrooms and cucumbers this morning. And I thought, well, I wish they had known these were coming yesterday because that's what I just bought at the grocery store. But <laughs> my neighbors, so uh, I'm going to spread the love a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Right on. <laughs> Yes, I was just thinking too, and when Jackie and I were talking um, last week about about this chat, I told her that I always want, like to mention volunteering. Um, you know, we we are a a national organization, and um, we don't necessarily have volunteer opportunities yet uh, at all locations where we serve, even though we're working towards that. But I just encourage everybody, um, and we do this with our, our donors and our community partners as well, just to go volunteer. If it's at your local food bank, food pantry, um, if you can Google and see if there are gleaning organizations Loaves near you. Loaves and fishes. Yeah, if you're in the area, go volunteer at Loaves and Fishes. I mean, it really, truly takes a village. And I think a lot of time when people hear about food waste or hunger or these really big problems, it can feel overwhelming. Like, well, what can I do? I don't have a lot of money. Um, I may not have a lot of time. I don't have a moving truck. Um, you know, what can I do? And really, these organizations can't survive without volunteers. We need volunteers. All of us do. Um, and it's such a rewarding experience to go, to give back, to learn more hands-on uh, what these issues are and all that it takes just to get this food to the people who need it. And so if you're listening and you're, you know, thinking of what you can do to get involved, maybe you're uh, you know, looking for just other things that you can dedicate your time to and give back to, um, I promise you won't regret it. So always look for some volunteering opportunities. It's always a rewarding experience. And um, I'm sure the organization that you will volunteer for will, will truly value your time. Um, and it's it's definitely needed. I love it. And, and you know what's neat about our conversation today, because it was, I believe, a pretty cool chat that I like the spirit of just making a chat occur to talk about the things that we're all working on to try to support the need within our own uh, local communities and then also for the United States at large. And um, I think awareness is the first step, right? And I absolutely agree, Stephanie. Volunteerism is, is so important. It helps give back to the community. And also, you know, I'm selfish. Uh, I get something out of it. Honestly, it fills my heart. And I do it because it helps me. And it just so happens the reciprocity that occurs in the process of being a volunteer. You know, I sit on boards and I spend a lot of time providing information to those that are trying to support their own groups and audiences. And, and I'm not paid for that. And you know what? It's neat because, yeah, I stretch myself up quite thin. However, I get a reward out of it because I get to be helpful. So love that you brought that up. And um, Lauren, I hope you don't beat me up too much for talking too much. You may put me on on some like you can get like an electric collar or something and push it when I talk too much from even the no. across the world. OK, I think you're good, David. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And um, thank you again, Stephanie and Jackie. It's truly been a pleasure having you both on the show today. Um, I did want to take a minute as well to thank our sponsor, um, Cal EPA as well. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. -bye.
Thank you so much for listening today. We once again want to thank our sponsor, Cal EPA, for supporting this podcast. And for more information about Loaves and Fishes Family Kitchen, you can visit our website at loavesfishes.org. And for more information about our featured guest today, please check the bio of this episode.